It's rudimental. Yeah, Jess Glenn Macklemore. It's called These Days. Hello, 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 friends. Fast forward, takes you through till 7 p.m. tonight. KEZ will do his thing tomorrow on the grind between 2 and 4. Right now, it's our turn to get you where you're going as quickly as we possibly can. Hello, friendly faces. How are you? Hello, hi. Uh, today, today is Day of the Dude. Did you know that? Day of the Dude? It's Day of the Dude. Real if you thing. practice dudism. Uh, the Big Lebowski! This is your. Yes, exactly. Greatest film of all time. Um, so, Dude Dev is over here. The um, Dude is here. Dude The, the Dudettes <laughs> are over there. Uh, dudism, yes, it's a legit thing. Yeah, you get ordained in Dudism. Yeah. Oh, that's so weak. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know if I'm going to be a part of all I of have that. two friends ordained as dudes. No. And that doesn't surprise Ordained. me. We need and to that phone really them. does like scars night dude. <laughs> In dudism or what? Call <laughs> it? Ordained, not knighted. What are you No, I'm saying Scars in Afrikaans yeah. in slang is bragging about his friends being ordained in Dudism. Thank you. And I, I'm saying if only they had knighthoods, you know? Oh, I have the application form to be ordained as a dude in dude. my inbox. But what does it get That's you? That's ridiculous. It oh. allows me to perform interfaith marriages. Yeah. Oh, no way. So that's what he did, does Please. it? Isn't that what you did for your friends? Uh, that's what I'm marry... going to be doing for my friends. Oh, I'm it thinking come of up yet. going that route. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been regarded in some circles as sort of a mock religion due to its use in comedic films and the, the, the occasional criticism of religion in its traditional senses. However, its founder has very much established dudism. So Today is the day of the dude. Okay. Jerry, let's Google it. No, you don't believe I don't, me. No, I do believe I you. Do. Just break it down. So a dude can marry anyone. Have you ever watched The Big Lebowski? No, I, I've oh, heard of ex- it, but it sounded boring. Have you ever drunk a white Russian? I don't want to say it was a long time ago. There was a bear involved. I can't even see the label of that bottle anymore. Do you go bowling with a nine mil in your pocket? (laughs) Of course. How else would you go bowling? You're perfect with your own socks. Here you go. Here you go. Day of the dude. Uh, If you know any more than that, then we do. I mean, yeah, you can explain it to the ladies. 072-670-4025. Uh, the Oracle is currently typing out something, which I think as soon as he's finished typing, I'll read it all. You done? I think he's finally <laughs> decided that Dev is weird. And okay. if you want to be ordained as a proper dude, someone has to pee on your rug. Okay. Are we are we talking about like a floor rug or is that... It's kind of like the holy water. To and do the drapes match the rug? <laughs> See? This is where things are going. We are nihilists. All right. We just started the show. We've still got yes. another three hours to go. <laughs> Annihilated! <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Fry Schreimer. It's called California Dreamin'. Uh, there was a massive event that happened over the weekend. Speaking of California in the USA, an event where humans gave little gold humans out to other humans who pretended to be other humans, like the best they possibly could be. Mm. Um, it was a big event. Uh, people said it was a little bit boring. Oh, did they? And bland and predictable. Uh, but nonetheless, the Oscars have come and they have gone. Yeah. Those little golden statuesques, statues, statues. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that one. That's the one. Uh, little gold humans to other humans. It's a little creepy, but nonetheless. It'd be so much better if there was chocolate inside. <laughs> Maybe there really is. And that's why when you ask people where they are, it's always in a boring place, like, like next to my bed or... In a cabinet. Yeah, hidden away so that nobody else eats it. There's reason to protect it then, huh? Uh, listen, I came across this uh, thing in my house. It seems to be a, a phenomenon of 
old electronic equipment. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. No, you know like when you've had a cell phone for a very long time and eventually it just becomes a paperweight and then you've got another one that's also really old and then there's another one that's also really old. Yeah, and they're chargers. And then what do you do with them all? You give it to the guy that comes to my house every day and rings the doorbell saying, any electronics, oh, really? lady, electronics. <laughs> I'm like, no, I gave them to you yesterday. You have a guy that comes around? Yeah. You're so lucky. not like every day, but at least once every two weeks. I've never had a guy come around. Looking you see, I made the mistake once of giving him, oh. and now he thinks I'm. You can give them to me. Okay, I could. Pass if them anyone on. has any electronics, just give them to me. Drop them off. Two and I beat right. I have a guy. <laughs> I don't know what he does with them, you but know this dude. Yeah, he will be back. <laughs> because I would like to. I mean, they talk about e-waste, right? Electronic waste. I'd love for it to be recycled or reused or repurposed or if there was any chance of being able to get some reimbursement from it, that would be nice too. Yeah. But I suppose it's not likely, is it? Every single electronic item you've ever owned in your life has never left this planet. Yes, no, that's true. It's just been maybe recycled into something else, but all that time you've kept buying more and more and more and it's not going anywhere. This is the thing. Now they're piling up in my house and I can't possibly just send it to landfill. I I just cannot do that. Scrape the gold out of that Build chipboard, something. Yo. So what What do we do with them? Are, are there people that do? I mean, you've got a guy. I don't know what he does, but I'll ask him. I'll okay, tell you what he time. does. What does he do? He takes it to the pavement, he cracks it open with a rock, and then, and then he takes a, some small bits of metal that is maybe a tiny part of the entire thing to go to scrapyard. But the rest valuable. of it stays on the pavement, by the way. No, but I've never seen any bits on the he pavement. Does it around the corner. No, but on any pavement. I never see bits also, of cell phone or Come to Woodstock where I work, or... you'll see it okay. all. I've never seen that either. And how do you know which parts are valuable? But Okay, so cell phones are one thing, but what about laptops where the batteries start to go and you can't really do any much with those either? Yeah, I gave him my laptop. Oh, you did? Yeah. You really do have a guy. No, did he... you delete everything? No, because I was like, Ugh, he doesn't. he doesn't know. <laughs> He's a he hacker. Don't I don't know. So <laughs> Jerry's he's not going to know. Jerry has no idea. I don't like my photos are there somewhere. All right. So if you've gotten rid of e-waste in a way different to the way Jerry has done it or different to the way Dev's done it. You have a guy. Please let me know. Maybe you have a legit guy with like a van and stuff. But where does he take it? I don't know. It's this still is my here question. on the earth. But maybe they Just give recycle, it to my reuse, guy. repurpose. He's I got such know. a great smile. <laughs> so happy when I do have something for him. 072-670-4025. Maybe you're in the e-waste industry. And not this guy that Jerry's talking about. Yeah. Let me know. Please, please, man. Please, man. DJ Kent seems up with Moti and Don't Let Go Before a Good Luck and Saved by the Summer. I was reading an interesting stat today, and I don't know if we can extrapolate it to South Africa, but apparently, according to these stats, the average European eats less than, this blows my mind, less than one tablespoon of American peanut butter in an entire year. Now, the American part I can put out but to the wayside a little bit, um, but less than a single tablespoon of peanut butter in an entire year. I don't think we should trust Europeans here on 4th. Why? I don't know why. Peanut butter is not for everyone. No, peanut butter is the best. No. Peanut butter is everything. Really no. Well, nut butter. No. Any nut butter. Peanut butter is just, I mean, how can you not consume peanut butter? How right. could you not have a peanut butter banana smoothie? I literally bought my first jar of peanut butter, I'm not joking, the other day. For your child. And it was for my child, and she was like, Ugh. and I was like, yeah, I know, I don't know why I made you eat this. Did you sorry. give her no. peanut so butter just, for the first time now only? Do you want it? No, no, no. She's had oh. it. She's had it before. But, but was it smooth peanut butter? Was it crunchy peanut butter? No, was there smooth, salt? Was there sugar? Was no, it's it like sugar free and salt free and whatever. Okay, well, you started it with the rough stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
No, but I mean, I mean, I have only graduated to that because I've cut down Jerry, some sugar in my diet. How could you not enjoy a warm piece of toast, toast. Oh, with it, peanut? I mean, uh, really now? My, it's, it's the simple things in life. There is so much saliva in it's my mouth. It's fine. Right now. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite. Like, no, if there's other options, you can't be trusted either. From yeah, no, forth. I'm with you on that one. Sean. I don't. I mean, the average European. It's a weird stat. The average European eats less than one tablespoon of American peanut butter in an entire year. And that's quite. It's because pedantic. it's laden with sugar. It's quite that's pedantic. Why. That's why. But just the the, the mere fact that eating less. And a tablespoon of peanut butter in an entire year, a whole year goes by. Mm. I can barely make it a week without emptying. Me one either. Of those I mean, emptying. Almost. Okay, that's a bit much. Okay, that's extreme. Sorry, that's probably so, a little hyperbole. And I mean, if you're walking past your fruit basket, don't you just grab a banana and put a tablespoon? Yes. Okay, no. Devin, you're chomping at the bit. Oh, what are you going to say? Contamination. I love peanut butter, but I have a friend who has bought a jar of peanut butter that stays at my house. Because his wife won't allow him to have any, because he's slightly diabetic. But he uh, comes to my house whenever we have a party, and he takes exactly one heat tablespoon, chows it in front of me, and then he puts it back in the cupboard. It's like a fix on the second shelf. It's got his name written on the wood of the shelf, so that it never moves. I think you haven't lived until you've done that at least once. Because I do that regularly as well. So satisfying. It really is. What about just adding a teaspoon to that to some chicken food or whatever? Some what? Chicken food? Milk? What? Of course. Clara- you clarify, How do you make a satay sauce? She's not talking uh, about food for a chicken. Chicken. No. Okay. no. I think well, it's I don't like be. satay. I'm like, really? oh, this tastes like peanut butter. Oh, oh. No, Jerry, you haven't no. loved. Oh, goodness Mm-mm. gracious. All right, well, I was going to ask how much peanut butter do you consume? But clearly, that's all over the place here. Then which sandwich topping do you consume the most? And seeing as Poloni is kind of like <laughs> being pushed to the side <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> the Gatsby market to be Maybe you have to find something else to fill that gap, so to speak. Uh, do feel free to let us know. Peanut butter, like, it's just life. It's everything. Matt Simmons' catch and release. The Deep End remix on Good Hope FM as we connect Cape Town. Aya's in. What are the tunes you want to hear? Uh, Request Live comes your way just after 7 p.m. But right now, we delve into tech. Tech Tuesday. Uh, BP is here. Good to see you, sir. You know what? Like I was saying, I almost wasn't going to make it, but I almost. did. I'm, I'm so happy. You <laughs> are here. As we talk all things tech, uh, what is what is the latest and the greatest? Oh, wait. Before you start, last week you mentioned an app called Vero. 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 Yes. We're not quite sure how to pronounce it. No one actually knows how. I downloaded it uh. and, I'm scre- and kind of like look through it. It's still the beta testing kind of phase at the moment. Well, I wouldn't say beta testing, but it is very new. Uh, well, it kind of isn't and kind of is. It's been around for a while, but no one's actually used it. So oh, it feels new, but it's not. But yeah, I mentioned it last week because obviously everyone's talking about it because we're all hating kind of what's going on with Instagram and their weird algorithms. Algorithms of Facebook algorithms, Twitter and their thing. Um, But word of warning, and I always say this when you're downloading a new app, always Mm. check and see what sort of permissions they want and what information they have license to. And as everyone's Mm. been pointing out, this basically has license to your entire profile and information and stuff. So, you know, kind of don't jump on board that chain. Mm. I have to because this is my job. This is what I do. So. All right. All right. I'm deleting it then. Yeah. But just, uh, it's, a not, it's not as easy as you think. So yeah, make sure I'll you go unsubscribe and, and all of that stuff. Figure it all out. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. I didn't even start it. I'm already finishing. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing then. What about other apps? And are there disclaimers with these? So other apps. There's actually an app that I have recently discovered called Otter. So O double T E R, okay, um, which I actually find kind of cool because 
you know, I work in tech media and I do a lot of things and I've got to remember things and sometimes I forget to write things down. Otter is an AI-powered app, so artificial intelligence, so we're seeing this everywhere now. Um, available for Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. And once you download it and set it up, you know, it asks you, like you do with Google um, or with Siri, where it's got to recognize your voice, you can actually then set it up so it'll actually transcribe stuff for you. Mm. So it's not quite at the level where it's perfect for interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not going to want to rely on that for interviews, but you can use it to sort of help fill in some gaps. So I quite like it. It doesn't ask a lot of unnecessary information, although there was one today when I was ch- uh, checking through it. I'm like, but why do you need access to be able to make uh, phone calls? And I'm like, okay. hmm. Luckily, Android lets you not you know, yes. allow that. So that's cool. But it's it's a cool app. I like it because it's one of the more useful aspects of artificial intelligence. And the more people are using it, the more they're actually starting to improve the way this thing works. So there's a lot of improvements coming through. And I think if you're a student, if you you know want to make notes of something that you know you're going to forget, you don't have a piece of paper with you, this is such a good way to do it because it seems like it's a bit lazy to not have to type, but it actually helps a lot. Uh, does it work in such a way where you simply speak to it? Can it uh, can it transcribe something that it's hearing on video? Um, so it, it kind of combines a bit of that voice assistant kind of thing. So you've kind of got to activate it. Uh-huh. Um, almost like a, like a, I don't want to say the, hey, Google thing because I'm scared one of my phones is going to switch on. Uh, um, um, but you've, you've got to activate it like that. And Alexa. No, 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 not that one. No, no. no, 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 no. So many. Bixby. No, that's not Bixby. <laughs> Don't say that. I'll my Samsung there. will switch on. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then you can you can do stuff like that or you can actually just go into it manually and just tap the thing, tap the button and then it'll actually just record for you. So you, you've got a couple okay. of options. All right. You know, yeah. whatever you prefer. And you reckon worth testing out then especially oh, if you're in that yeah. sphere of doing stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the app Otter. O-T-T-E-R. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any other things that we should know about either before they happen or have already happened in terms of tech, Brandon? So one week from today, in fact, we should be able to break the news next week, fingers crossed, officially. Um, but I spoke to the team today and they said it's okay to say this. So we've all been talking about, you know, what music service to use, Google Play, do you do this, do you do that? Um, Spotify, which a lot of us have lamented for for a long time, is rumored to be launching in South Africa a week from today on the 13th. Oh, that is exciting. So that's that's going to be kind of fantastic. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks actually. A lot of things are happening. Okay, well, we look forward to catching up next week Tuesday then. Yeah. Uh, Tech Tuesday with BP. Brendan Peterson is back on the socials. You can find him at... Brendan NCT. He is, unless he's at a launch in JHB otherwise. <laughs> uh, this is Good Up FM connecting Cape Town. Arnold, February, welcome back to the show, sir. Hi, good to be back. How are you? Uh, excellent weekend behind me. Thank you very much. Into the working week. Time to raise our profit margins, right? Listen, Arnold, I'm sure many entrepreneurs listening right now are, are wanting to do exactly that. Raise, protect their profit margins. Uh, losing customers, how do they go about that? And that's exactly what we're chatting about this afternoon. Yes, definitely. Look, it's a difficult one in a tough industry or in a tough uh, economic state. But it is important to protect your, your profits and even raise it if you can. You know. so I've got a few tips here that I'd like to share if that's okay. Please, yes. I think we all need them. I think the first thing is to know your figures and know your costs. I think if, in an imaginary world, if you had all the information of how much it costs to produce and to sell, you would always make the right decision. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs just go about turning money. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen businesses make more turnover with less profits. So I think the first thing is go do the exercise to know your cost structures. What is fixed cost, variable cost? Uh, how can you effectively improve your costing? Uh, you know, have 
laborers do double work um, or more effective work so that your output is, is better than, than what it is. And uh, I think the second thing is you need to understand that certain products have a higher value return based than others. And so it might be an opportunity for you to focus on products that will provide you with higher returns and uh, doing less is sometimes sometimes produces more in mm. terms of profitability. Mm. The third one I want to mention is acquire new customers. Now, normally what happens if your if your costing is high and your profit is under pressure, it's normally the marketing budget that goes. <laughs> mm. But actually your marketing should improve if you if you want if you want to protect your profitability. And uh, acquiring new customers sometimes means you have to look at uh, maybe reducing your, your pricing, but please avoid price wars. Yeah. You know, everybody loses if there's a price war. And then I think the last point, the last point I want to I make is your customer must know you as a business and you as a business must know your customer. And uh, for you to know your customer, it will give you an indication of how price sensitive your customer is, what is it that your customer really values, and how do you um, actually match what they expect from you. And uh, your, your customer must know you. You have to market your products, you know, so that's important. Now, um, listen, listen, Arnold, before I let you go, sorry, we're running out of time here, and, and I know there is so much more valuable information that you could share with entrepreneurs, and as they listen right now, they're hanging on every word, but they want to get more information from you. What is the best way for them to get hold of you, Arnold February? In the Western Cape, the regional office is in Cape Town, opposite the Group Center. Mm-hmm. The, the telephone number there is 021-464-3600. Mm-hmm. I can be reached via email afebruary at businesspartners.co.za. And then also we have a Belva office as well as a Salon Bosch office. And you can reach all offices nationwide on our website which is uh, www.businesspartners.co.za. Arnold, always sensational catching up with you. You have so much information to share with entrepreneurs and to set them up uh, really well for their business practices. Uh, We love being able to catch up with you on every Monday afternoon, and we always run out of time. We always do. So you want to get hold of Arnold, you know exactly where to do so and how to do so. Otherwise, we'll catch up with him again next week, Monday, right here on Fast Forward, as we give your your business a chance to be boosted. Business Beat, powered by Business Partners Limited. Destruction Boys, it's Umunya on Good Up FM as we power summer. Uh, connecting Cape Town, of course, to all things delicious. Lisa Clark is in studio as we chat. Food, welcome. I want to say welcome back. It's been a very long time, Lisa. Thanks, Sean. And thanks for having me again. Uh, only a pleasure. It's a different environment this time. The last time was a little bit more alfresco dining. Yes. Uh, and it was cookies. It was all about cookies and what was in the cookie jar. And now we're talking everyday food. Uh, in fact, you know, as we go back, I suppose it's only just that we remind listeners about your food journey. Because it was, was it two years ago that we spoke, Lisa? A year, yeah, a year and a half. Was it about a year and a half? Okay, so uh, your food journey started where? where does, why is food so important to you? I've always been interested in, in food, even at school. Um, we had home economics as a subject, believe it or not. Yeah. And that was my favorite subject. I never ever thought I could make a career out of um, 
the passion that I had for food. Until I left school, um, I did a couple of other things. I went to teacher's training college, believe it or not. Okay. I only lasted there a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I then took six months off. Yeah. And then went to Silwood Kitchen. Yes. And that's where everything fell into place. And kind of clicked. So it clicked you, but you, completely. But, but you've also worked the full spectrum with regards to food. Am I right? I have. So once I um, completed my three years at Silwood, I actually taught cooking for a bit. Mm. Um, so I stayed on at the school for two years. After that, I got a job in retail at Woolies Head Office yeah. as a product developer. Ah. After that, I left. I became a caterer. Look at you. Yes. I was a private chef for 10 years over and above everything else. And <sighs> in between that, I slowly and organically started my career as a food stylist. Yeah. And, and your Instagram is beautiful. Thanks, Sean. It always looks like so much fun to play with food, to play with colors. To, it must be a little bit stressful. I'm sure every job has its fair amount of stress, but... Every dog, yeah, not all jobs are that stressful. My Instagram is my creative outlet where I can just do whatever I like, and that's and that's and that's great for me. So I'll think of something, I'll scroll th- scroll through Instagram, find some inspiration, go to the store, see what I like, buy it, put it together, and I often shoot it with my phone. Oh, do you really? <laughs> I do indeed. Yes. How do you control the? Li- I mean, this is very very technical now, but lighting and stuff surely I'm important sure. with regards I, to not, food. I don't know anything technical about photography, <laughs> but I think from years and years of being behind the camera, twenty years of doing that. I've yeah. obviously picked up something. Yeah. And then there's always the filters. Yeah, look at you. Okay, so now, so now, okay, so very much into food, very much into food styling. The book is out, looks beautiful. Thank uh, you. What is your home life like? I mean, you're obviously a very busy working mom. My home life, I like to think I've got it in control. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yes, I think so. Um, okay, we'll leave it there because let right. me elaborate because you're a mom of twins. That's right. How, how important is their relationship with food? For you. Very important. So I'll be honest with you, when they were growing up, um, it was the quintessential chicken nuggets and chips banged into the oven and Woolies lasagna. Until Mai once said to me, Mom, can you make lasagna? And I was like, yeah, I'm a chef. And she's like, well, why don't you make it? And I was like, ah, damn it. (laughs) Anyway. Found out. Yeah. Anyway, we have our basics and they're always in the freezer. Um, A lot of them are obviously in my book because this is how I cook every day for my girls. Um, and I'll decide in the morning what I'm going to make. Okay. I'll take out a bag of mints, take okay. out a bag of um, frozen t- uh, a tomato pasta sauce, and I'll decide what, what, what we're going to do with it. Okay, well, that already sounds delicious. So I tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we've got more of those delicious recipe ideas for busy parents, because you're one of those, uh, with active children, because you have that too. So Lisa Clark is in. She's sharing meals for every day. She's got some delicious ideas for you on the other side of news, traffic, and sport. Hold on. Wait a minute, N-E-R-D, Rihanna, it's a tune called Lemon, Uh, and one of the ingredients, in fact, that we'll find lots of in Lisa Clark's latest book, it's called Everyday. Lisa, so we're chatting food, obviously, that's what we do, let's eat right here on Fast Forward before 7pm, and we eat every day, most of us eat a lot. Anyway, some people fast for a majority of the day, but let's talk the majority of people. And with it comes the, the constant decision-making process. Sometimes that's exceptionally tired, tiring. What to eat for breakfast? What are we going to make for lunch? What should we have for dinner tonight? But you've kind of put this in a book and gone, here are a whole bunch of ideas that you can interchange from one day to the next. Change up, eat as they are, uh, collaborate, bring together, mix. What ideas do you have for every day? What, what ideas do you have for us, Lisa? 
Well, um, stuff that I don't have to think anymore because you're just going to think for Sean, me. Sean, all you have to do is buy the book. <laughs> See, it's all in I the book. You, and I'm not just selling it up. But that's it. Buy it. Make a few of the recipes, and you a for away. Okay, so if I flip through this, you've basically taken ten. Is it ten? Was it ten, ten chapters? Yeah. Okay, ten so basic recipes. And each chapter is kind of like is it's a basic recipe, right? So you'll have like a basic roast chicken or a basic bolognese or a basic grilled piece of fish or a basic bread dough. And then there's recipes what you can make with that. So it's not just a loaf of bread. It's not just a spaghetti bolognese. It's not just a piece of fish. Um, So, for example, with um, my basic tomato sauce, you can use it as a pizza base. Mm. You can use it to make the most delicious soup. You can make Erin Amaya's tomato bacon pasta, mm. which they eat probably every Monday night. Is it? <laughs> and it's dead simple and it's delicious. I made it at my launch last week and it's so unassuming, but it is so tasty and it's so comforting. And that's because you know your ingredients, right? I assume you also pitch to people, use as much fresh as you possibly can. I'll tell you what my secret ingredient is. What is it? Is. You have to cook with love. Uh. And it sounds so cliched and cheesy, but I promise you, if you're in a bad mood or you don't feel like doing it, it's not going to come out the way you want. Okay. You have to want to, <clears throat> want, excuse me, you have to want to make the food. Um, so whenever I'm cooking, my girls will say, is it made with love? Uh. Or I say to Maya, how was your lunch today? She was like, you made it with love, love mom. Yeah. <laughs> love That's the that. secret ingredient. That's the se- okay, so everything from tomato sauce to, to a basic roast chicken uh, and and some of your favorite recipes that I'm sure there's some of your favorites in here or, or mostly from your kids their favorite recipes are in here well their favorite recipes are definitely in here and that is the tomato and bacon pasta uh-huh. they adore my um, bolognese mm-hmm. which is so healthy if you read through the recipe it has got loads, loads of, of veggies yes and the reason and the, and the way this recipe came about was my girls were fussy eaters and I couldn't get enough vegetables in. I couldn't get any vegetables in them. So when all else fails, grate them. Grate mm. everything. Grate your onion. <laughs> grate your carrot. Grate courgettes. Grate mushrooms. And put it into a delicious bolognese sauce. And your recipe makes like 3.6 kgs. It makes so much. It's only got 500 grams of mince. I was going to say, and it only uses so five, between five. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, so you've made so much. And then from there, you've got the bolognese, which we would then turn into a variety of other dishes, right? Absolutely. You can turn it into a chili con carne. You can turn it into... You'll just flip through to chapter number, I think it's chapter eight or so. The ideas are lying right here in front of us. Oh, was there a masako on that? There's a masaka. Oh, the toasties as well with the mozzarella. They are absolutely delicious. We often do that. I always say to my girls, okay, we're having bolognese for supper. It doesn't actually mean bolognese. The girls can have it on toast. They can have it in a wrap. They can have it on pasta. They can have it toasted any way they like. And what's great here as well is I've got to say that you've come up with a basic bread recipe but then you're also using it in a variety of things bread is so versatile and it's i think it's so people people are are nervous of making bread it's easy Mm. i promise you follow the recipe you can't go wrong and it's cathartic all the kneading and that whole process of getting a bit of frustration out so now i suppose you're talking about putting love into the food you're saying it's (laughs) cathartic and it's but now the question is where does the time come in lisa you're, you're busy right but we're also telling people to get back to doing it themselves we really are because the more uh, convenience foods you buy the more mm. the more we're living in this fast-paced world but there is so much catharticism catharsis is that i'm not quite sure which tends to use here but that that putting the time and the effort in that you do get a lot out again sean all my recipes are very quick um none of them should take longer than 40 50 minutes an mm. hour at the most because time is important to you absolutely and no. also I don't have loads of pots on the go at once. Everything is either banged into into the oven or it's all done in one pot 
on top of the stove. Yes, and please. you can walk away. You're not going to be standing in the kitchen. <laughs> I promise you. I mean, I, I'm in the kitchen, out the kitchen, checking on the kids, back in the kitchen, and dinner is served. Because that is real life, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, and that is every day. Lisa, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thanks, the book Sean. is beautiful. Thank you. Uh, we'll be coming for dinner soon. Thanks. <laughs> Let's eat every Wednesday afternoon right here on Fast Forward. Camila Cabello and never be the same on Good Hope FM as we connect Cape Town. My name is Sean. This is Fast Forward. Through until 7 p.m. tonight, of course, taking you wherever it is that you are headed. We're always talking about water. Water is on the lips of everybody, sometimes just the words because there isn't all that much around for us to drink. We'll catch up with Paulette van Heelen from uh, Water for Cape Town. H2O, slow the flow in just a bit as we possibly have slowed the traffic as well. I don't really know what's happening on the roads. Jerry, what you got? Good Hope FM. Traffic. That's why I'm here in Kailicha. Governor Becky Road is closed between Old Cliftontain Road and Symphony Way due to some protest action. In the CBD, we've got an accident on Christian Barnard Street outbound. Traffic is queuing uh, from Darling Street past uh, to Newmarket Street all the way, in fact, to the to the N1 Highway. That accident scene is between Newmarket Street and Old Marine Drive. Then in Paro, we've got an accident scene on Franz Conradi Drive at Glen Borough Street. In Belleville, there's another accident on Durban Road southbound at Wilshammer Road. The left lane is obstructed there. And in Century City, we've got an accident on Ratanga Road, just after the Sable Road bend, passing Ratanga Junction. On the N2 outbound, a vehicle is broken down at Bunga Avenue. It's obstructing the right shoulder of the roadway. No serious delays. Please just pass with caution. I'll be back with your next report at 20 to 5. For Good Hope FM Traffic, I'm Jerry Saunders. Hi, thank you very much, Jerry Saunders. Uh, Paulette, welcome back. It's good to see you in studio. It's nice to be here. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, you guys have been doing some exceptional work, and, and I'm hoping more and more people contacted you in terms of donations and getting involved after our chat last week with regards to Waterfall Cape Town. H2O, slow the flow. I have to play you a shower song um, a little bit later. Oh, I can play it to you in a moment as well. Yes, sounds um, good. A little girl that sent it through, eight years old. It's very cute. Fantastic. It's very cute. It might yes. be the cutest one you've ever heard. And I'm hearing more and more about Day Zero being pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Uh, what are we looking at now? The consumption sitting between 510 520 million liters per day yeah uh, that's a massive turnaround for a city to to cut down its water consumption don't you think it is a massive cutback it's actually 60 percent reduction and it's better than Sao Paulo, Melbourne, or California was ever able to achieve. Capable of doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's massive. The city has pulled together and it's done what it needed to do to possibly find ourselves not experiencing day zero here and now. But, but... It could happen next year. It could happen the year thereafter. It could still happen. We need to look after the precious resource. Okay, so the, so we now need to be talking about the critical zone. Yeah, okay. okay? And Tell me. Talk about the new norm, which means water augmentation from sustainable sources. So I know that there are schools who are running out of water. Mm. I know that there are schools who are sending their children home early. Mm. That's disastrous. Mm. So we know that we have to augment our water. So, you know, you and I have spoken a lot about uh, audits and optimization and the saving devices the next level is okay fine we are in an arid zone yep we're not going we're going to have this drought until 2020 face it so we need to do augmentation from sustainable sources which is the sea more mm. than aquifer or borehole or because that's a, a, a you know the borehole and aquifer source is a finite source yeah so to be sustainable and do the right thing it should actually come from the sea so i had a brilliant meeting yesterday on desalination that blew my mind and I had another one today with a corporate sponsor who's ready to take on building that solution and basically what that does is it combines um, 
using desalination water and turning it into potable water mm. and also taking wastewater and turning it into potable water on site. That's amazing. With a little bit of a solar panel power unit. So it's a, it's a fully functional unit in itself. It can be placed anywhere um, in a needy community at a school um, and then also water dispensing units Okay. where you rock up and you get your potable water that's been turned into potable water from desalination by this company who has a worldwide footprint and a string of awards for the quality of their work. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about commercial use here, not necessarily home end users, not something that they would install at their homes, but rather the no. schools, businesses… I- it's a new model. It's a new way of looking at. So, so now water is becoming um, a sort of a, re, a retail commodity mm-hmm. uh, in a bulk format, mm. right? Mm. So, an an organisation can own their own water dispensing unit and take care of their employees. Yes. Or in a community. Okay. Right. Okay. You can drive there, and you can. So, let's say we get to a situation where we do have to fetch our water. Yep. Then these um, plants will actually provide water over and above the. 200 points that the city have so it's a way of augmenting the reticulation system and making it accessible to the public so i'm really passionate about sustainable water augmentation because that that is now medium-term thinking is what do we do um schools are, are big you know some of them have boreholes but again who knows how long those will be active? Sure. So um, my new mission is to find a corporate sponsor to look at these water dispensing units because I think they're great. I've see, I'll show you the actual presentation. And then also the system where we change wastewater into bottled water. Phenomenal. We know that lose use most of the water. Yeah. We shouldn't be We shouldn't flushing, be flushing the yeah. toilet with drinking water. But now, let's say you, you're a school principal and okay. you're in a, you've, you've got a problem situation. We bring in this unit. It's very easy to install. It powers itself with solar. And on the one end comes in the wastewater. The other end is the dispensing unit. So you can now sell that water to your community. So the school can make money. It's not just an investment. And for from a social responsibility point of view, from a CSI funding, mm. companies who fund that with CSI money, can, it's a tax-exempt thing. So there's no cost but they can brand it sure so there are many angles wow okay yeah wow more conversations definitely need to be had with regards to this and i get the sense maybe i mean you being closer to it maybe people have adopted their new norm are you getting the sense that people are kind of going oh well we're out of the woods now we can use more water we can be a little bit more relaxed I think we have factions out there. I think we have we have people who have been saving water religiously, have changed their lifestyle. I yeah. think people who do it when they feel like it. And I have, I think they're forty percent still who thinks that this you know, is it's not really that big a deal. So mm. we still see a huge educational uh, role. And I just had a meeting this morning with our relationship manager, who looks after the hospitality industry, um, industry, and we training training. Uh, factory workers on the floor mm. saying you know asking questions and i was with her to, when she did one and there was a guy who spoke about uh, his bath water and i said but you can't you can't be speaking about bath water anymore uh, we haven't been it's doing a that taboo for a while subject, yeah uh, and so yes there's there's still a lot of education work that'll carry on okay. that's layer one layer two is mm. water augmentation mm. Right, Paulette, always very interesting to chat to you. Uh, we're running out of time. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? People get hold of you again. Where can people find more Please info e- from you specifically? Great. Yeah, so our website is www.waterforcapetown.org with a numeral four. Mm-hmm. And um, you can email me uh, on my email address. It's paulette at waterforcapetown.org. Please get actively involved. We spoke about this last week about active citizenship. Yep. That's the only thing that's going to put us through. Yeah.
No, 100%. Paulette van Heerden for uh, Water for Cape Town. You know where to find them. Otherwise, hit us up on WhatsApp and we can share those details one more time. 072 Thank you very much. Thank Have a great you. week. Thank you.